Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We are back after Matt Williamson's vacation. Uh, we, <laughs> the Drive is back and on Steelers Nation Radio. And I am Dale Lally here with Matt. Matt, uh, how was the vacation? It was tremendous. There was probably, there was definitely the nicest vacation I've ever been on. My family's ever been on. We had, um, you know, kids are both going into high school or both high schoolers now. You know, they're not going to be around long. You know, have them have a great memory for them. You know, a beautiful vacation that would last forever. Kind of that nonsense. Uh, it's my wife and I's 25th anniversary coming up. It's her 50th birthday this year. So we splurged and went to Turks and Caicos and had a tremendous time. Full week away. Didn't even talk football, but I uh, kept up with the football world and, you know, still was uh, in- involved in it. I can't get away from it, nor would I want to. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the Steelers were uh, kind of active while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, right. I, my timing wasn't great. <laughs> Doing a couple of uh, couple of things. Uh, let's talk about the most recent one, that being the signing of Larry Ogunjobi on Tuesday. Uh, it's one-year deal for Ogunjobi. Uh, he, of course... Uh, had signed a three-year $40.5 million deal or, or agreed to a three-year $40.5 million deal um, earlier in the preseason, in the, uh, I should say, the, uh, the free agency process with the Chicago Bears and then didn't pass the physical. I've been getting a lot of questions about that. Well, how could he pass the Steelers physical when he, and the, the Bears didn't pass him? He had surgery during the playoffs. He, he suffered a foot injury yeah. in the playoffs. The wild card uh, round. Yeah. Yes. I'm assuming that was some kind of fracture. I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming it was some kind of fracture and a plate was inserted or, or pins were inserted into the foot. So three months later, when he, when he agrees to contract with the bears, he might not have been even ready to run yet. Oh, and, right. Right. Yeah. Well, now we're three months removed from that. And that's a world of difference. There's a big difference there between it being three months out from that kind of surgery and six months out. hundred percent. And maybe he's still not, I'm sure he's still not a hundred percent, but they have a much better feel of where he's at. He's progressing. Well, you know, there's more to tell. Um, first of all, you know, he, when he signed that deal with the bears, I didn't bat an eye. I thought, 
that's a going rate. I mean, it was yeah. very, very early in free agency. It was the first wave. And so, I mean, it was a long time ago. To your point, it was a full three months ago in the middle of April or whatever. So I didn't bat an eye, though, in terms of the, the dollars. I'm like, oh, he's that kind of player. That's what kind of player he is. He's a $10 million, yeah. $12 million a year player. That's exactly. going right. Yeah. And so, Steelers wait a little bit and get them cheaper on only a one-year deal, though, you know. Yeah, it's, it's almost uh, – and we don't know the exact terms yet. Those will come out mm-hmm. here in the coming days. But it's a, it's almost a prove-it deal. He saw it was a, I think last year he played for the Bengals, if, if my memory serves here, it was a one-year $7 million deal. I think so. I bet it's I, similar. It's, I bet it's something similar to that, and the Steelers had the cap space to do it. They created more cap space, additional cap space, with the other move that they made while you were on vacation, the Minka Fitzpatrick signing. Uh, saved him $2 million or $2.5 million under this year's cap. So they had the cap space to do it, mm-hmm. and they went out and got a guy who I know everybody, are they going to go out and Dominican Sue or you know one of these other big-name guys? They got a, a, a much younger player here who is coming off of arguably, arguably his best season. Yeah, I don't know if he's better or worse than at this stage of both their careers, to be honest with you. I mean, Sue's a bigger name. He was the second pick in the draft. He's had a tremendous career. And Sue's kind of an, an inning eater. He plays a ton of snaps, not a lot of splash plays. Ogan Joby, to me, is much different. I mean, you look at his highlight reel, you won't have any hesitation of, oh, wow. You know, I mean, he's a little less consistent than someone like Sue. But um, a lot of things I want to talk about with this D-line situation. But a, a, a key to me, you know, you, you know, the one thing I wanted to say was you and I once to it made it official or we thought it was coming, name some names. But Joby was one of the guys that we said, maybe I would even sign him to a two-year deal because right. he's not right. Sue's age, you know. And uh, first off, I, I think what they're looking for amongst the linemen is really different. But folks, think about it this way, too. Like, okay, they get him six, seven, eight, even $9 million, even though we think he's a 10 to $12 million a year player. Great. Maybe he's not ready for the start of camp, but I'm sure he's going to be ready for the start of season. I mean, I, I don't think that injury is a looming thing or whatever, but even if he just has a pretty good year, he's worth that money. If he has a great year, maybe you keep him or he turns into a third round comp pick a year. You know, I mean, right. There's, right. there's like no lot losing here, you know? Yeah. If you look at his career snap count uh, last year with the uh, Bengals, he played 724 snaps. That was 68% mm-hmm. of Cincinnati's defensive snaps. The previous year in Cleveland, he missed a game, but still played 63% of their defensive snaps. The year before that in 2019 in Cleveland, he, he, he missed a game, but played 77% of the defensive snaps. In 2018, it was 79% of the defensive yeah. snaps. This is a two-it replacement. This is a yes. guy. Who, it's an every-down player. Yeah, this is not somebody who's going to be th- thrown into the mix as a, as a uh, you know, well, depth piece or a rotational guy. Oh, no. This is a guy no, who's no, going to no, be right. starting on day one in, in week one, assuming that everything's you know, healthy, health-wise works out. This is a guy who's going to be starting opposite Cam Hayward on their defensive line. Yes. And I've been asked this a couple of times. Well, well, what are, are they going to keep seven now? That's weird. Or, or is he a starter? Is he a nose? Is he an end? I, I almost, 
want people to erase everything they've known about Steeler defensive linemen. Yeah. Because frankly, Coach LeBeau would not have signed Ogan Joby. Coach LeBeau would not have drafted Liao. You know, times have wouldn't changed. Have, it probably wouldn't have brought in Montrevious Adams. Probably would have brought in Montrevious Adams. Really wouldn't even ask Alulu to be a nose three, right. four, or five years ago. You know, and Liao and Ogan Joby are much more explosive than even Alulu. You know, I mean, when you say a starter, when I said a starter, what you have to think, folks, Alulu is not a starter. The nickel corner is a starter. Yeah. Ogan Joby's a starter. Him and Cam Hayward are going to be the defensive tackles. I don't care if he's a 3-4 end, if he's 6-5, or if he's a 6-1 nose, whatever. He is a playmaker. And, again, I think the offseason moves. Again, one of my favorite things to talk about. Teams tell you what they think by offseason moves. I think that what they've done with the defensive line, and maybe I'll even write an article about it, is very, very telling because stuffing the run is not Joby and Leal's forte. They're upfield playmakers. Well, oh, no, but didn't you see the run defense last year, Matt? That's, they're going to be – they're just going to get run all over. And I'm not saying those guys are bad against the run, but they're, they're not Casey Hampton. They're not Namakong Sue. They're just going to eat up space. They're going to make plays behind the line of scrimmage. Well, the beauty of all these guys, though, is – they're going to be fresh now for four quarters because they have a wealth of different options. They're hopefully cam snap count goes down a little and Ogan Joby plays 70% of the snaps as you reference in that neighborhood. Alu plays 30%, 40% mix in Liao here and there and warmly and louder milk. And in the fourth quarter, that group is humming and you can pick and choose who you want to use as opposed to guys getting worn down. Or run defense to me, and this was a big problem with the run defense last year, wasn't we have to stick a nose in the middle. No, we need fresh bodies. You know, we don't need the Davis brothers. We don't need Mondu. If we have six good defensive linemen of all shapes and sizes, the run defense will be just fine. Yeah. And the Steelers are good. Yeah. Wormley Wormley and Isaiah Loudermilk combined combined for over a thousand snaps last year. Right. I mean, that's just too many. It's too many for those two players. They all go down a rung on the ladder, and maybe Loudermilk even goes up some. You know, I think he's an improving player. Right, he's an ascending player, yeah. Right, right, exactly. And you eliminate the Davises and the Mondos and those type of dudes. Adams mixes in. But they have a wide variety of D linemen now, and people that think, boy, this is an old-school team that doesn't keep up with things. These guys are pass rushers. You know, these guys are playmakers. They're not, they don't want big stay at home D linemen anymore. I mean, they've told us that this offseason. They want a variety. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly ST banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they've been telling us that the last few years, actually. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. if you look at the moves that they made, and, and and the thing about it is, the thing about the run defense is this: their run defense has been built this way for the last few years, 
they stop the run on their way to the quarterback, you, the team may get a run for five yards on first down, another run for five yards on second down. Okay. A new set of downs. Well, then you, you, you hand the ball off again and it's a three yard loss. Now it's second and 13. Mm-hmm. And now your pass rushers are going to get they're You know, they're going to get cut loose here. The problem last year to me was that even if you got that stop on that second set of downs, if you didn't, it didn't happen enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would run the ball again and get maybe six or seven yards. Now it's third and five. Uh, it gave the option, the offense more options because nobody was afraid of the Steelers offense. They right. averaged, right. they averaged 20.2 points per game last year. Mm-hmm. Right. We can just I most certainly, yeah, I'm, yeah, I most certainly think that the Steelers are going to be better offensively this year than they were last year, more consistent mm-hmm. offensively well this year. And that will keep teams from running the ball quite as much as they did last year. They still had the tackles for a loss last year. They were second in the league in tackles for a loss last season. This ninety-four this league is all about big and explosive plays, you know, yeah. and that's one of them. A tackle for loss, you know, take a down away, force them into third and long, you know, uncomfortable down and distance situations. Was the run defense okay last year? Of course not. And there were some instances where it was downright pitiful. I mean, the, the Vikings game was ridiculous. Um, the Lions is a perfect example that you mentioned of they didn't fear the Steelers offense at all. So they're just going to run and run and run. And the Steelers the run defense was bad, you know, but I think it doesn't have to be great. I mean, if you can make splash plays on defense sacks, take the ball away tackles for loss. And I think Leal and especially, especially Ogan Joby are set up to do that really well. And they all have a variety of skill sets. I mean, to me, Ogan Joby's even more, He's more Warren Sapp than he is Aaron Smith. You, you know, I mean, he's yeah. an upfield attacking guy. He's neither, but he's closer to the Sapp spectrum. That's what they want, you know, and if you can keep rotating those guys out or somebody's getting pushed around, then you bring in Loudermilk, bring in Wormley fresh off the bench. And so I like where they're at up front now a lot. Yeah, and the last uh, point I wanted to make about that offensive issues, remember, they averaged less than a touchdown per game last year in the first half of their games. It was like six, it was like 6.8 points per game in the first half of their games last year. Of course, teams are going to be able to keep running the ball against you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're in, they're in the game or they're leading. They're going to continue to run the ball against you in those situations. If that, if that average goes up, let's say they average between 10 and 14 points a game in the first half of games this year, which isn't crazy, which isn't crazy. That's not leading the league or anything. Right. It completely changes the complexion of how the game is played out. If you're up, 14 to six at the half, mm-hmm. the opposing team is going to be less likely to come out and say, well, we're going to run the ball 17 times in a row here uh, to open the second half. It's just not going to happen right, right, right. like that 100%. because, you know, it's, that's just the reality of the situation. But if you're up, you know, you're up seven, six, or it's tied six, six at the half. Yeah. You're going to come out and keep running the football because it's working. Right, right. I mean, these, or it's these not coaches, you can keep, you could keep pounding that rock. And there's no reason to get away from yeah. Even right. if it's not working, you know, even if it is two yards of carry, so what? We don't mind punting to this offense. We'll get the ball yeah. back soon anyway. You know, right. no they're not deal. scoring. Yeah. And I don't think either one of us are implying that they're going to be the Bills or the Chiefs on offense all of a sudden, but I bet it's better. You know, I mean, I just think it'll be 
more well-rounded on offense. The offense will be easier to play against and it will produce more first downs, more points, more time of possession, not by leaps and bounds. There's going to be growing pains, but, but you're right. I mean, these coaches put so much time and effort during the week into preparing and building a game plan. And if you allow them to stick with the game plan that they created all week, they're gonna, <laughs> right. know, they're, yeah. why not? They're going to continue to take advantage of the things that they saw on tape that you yeah. don't do well, and that was that was run defense last year. And by scoring six points a game in the first half of games last year, the Steelers allowed them to do it over and over yeah. and over again. It doesn't matter for the team. It, it doesn't have to be Dalvin Cook or DeAndre Swift. I mean, if you're playing the Jags or whoever, I mean, the Texans, and you've only scored six points at the half, the opponent is going to keep running the football. Yeah, so yeah. that's how you – you know, that's one of the ways that you – that you get them out of running the football as much. You a you possess the football. You shorten the game with your offense a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know you make it. You you challenge them to keep up. Now again, you don't right. you don't have to average thirty points a game, but you can't average twenty. <laughs> right, and again, and some of it's garbage time and late. I mean, you can't average six or seven in the first half. You know, yeah. I mean, it just makes the rest of the game too difficult. You're swimming against the current way too much that way. And again, I don't think the offense is going to light people up. I mean, it's, it's still going to be, you know, a work in progress. But I think that the D line and there'll be injuries and, you know, some guys might not work out or maybe Loudermilk doesn't progress like we think or Leal's struggles as a rookie. But you still have a lot more options now. You know, it depends, you know, th- this division in particular the Ravens and Bengals couldn't play offense any differently. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean Let alone the Browns. And we don't, we don't know what the right. Browns offense is going to look like. <laughs> exactly. Right. Who's, who's the quarterback going to be, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, you play the Bengals against three wide. Ogan Joby's going to be the field every play, you know I mean? So he's a very valuable pickup and assuming the foot's not a problem. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to defer to the team that just gave him millions of dollars that it's going to be okay. Yeah. The other thing people need to remember is that the NFL has those expanded practice squads now. Right, right, right. I'm pretty certain you can get a guy like Montrevious Adams onto the practice squad pretty easily. In fact, and if you don't, that's so where the what? Steelers got him. They got right, him, right, right, they right. got him off the Saints practice squad. So you can find guys like that out there. The, the, the practice squads are expanded. You can put veterans on there. Obviously, you're not going to do that with Louder Milk or, or Leal. You're not going to put those guys on no. the practice squad because that would expose them. You're probably not going to do that with Chris Wormley because he's going to be in your mix. I don't know. I think he's important. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you you take your your backup nose tackle, and if you're playing a game against the Browns, a team that's going to run the ball, going to line up with tight ends and run the football, and you're going to be playing more base than you than you are nickel. Mm-hmm. And okay, you you bring him up off the practice squad because he gets you the extra nose tackle body. But if you're to your point, if you're playing the Bengals and they're going to be in three wide all day, you don't need a second nose tackle for that game. No, 100 percent. That's well said. And uh, everyone's so stuck on this. They're only going to keep six. They've always, always kept six. I, I don't look at it that way. And I, so that's what I'm trying to try to break people of viewing. It's not the Lebo days. You're not going to keep two noses. Two, two right ends, two left ends. It's, it's not the way it works anymore. Right. The, the reality is, and even the edge guys, Highsmith and Watt, they don't drop into coverage as much as those days. I mean, you're not going to drop TJ Watt into coverage 33% of the time. What you need to look at is 
there's a defensive front four and sometimes five. And I bet they keep 11 or 12 of those. Call them whatever you want. Call them yeah. nose tackles, D tackles, D ends, outside linebackers, edge, whatever you want to call them. They're going to keep 11 or 12, probably 11 of those front line defensive players, you know, and I don't think I'm divulging great secrets, but at minicamp, Liao, I noticed ran a couple drills with the quote outside linebackers. And that doesn't mean he was dropping into coverage, but he was run doing some pass rush individual drills against the bag in the same group as Watt. Because when you get it, if you go to right. a you go to a nickel, first of all, TJ Watt's not dropping into coverage. Right. He's right. pass rushing. And Liao can line up a defensive end in that situation. Exactly. And rush the passer. Right. You could have a pretty big front four of Watt, who's never leaving the field, Hayward, Joby, and Liao. And I'm not saying Liao's going to be, you know, Von Miller off the edge, but he can hold the point. That'd be a hard front four to run against, against 11 personnel. You know, and, and again, Joby doesn't fit a true 3-4. They don't play a three-four very often. Yeah, people get caught up too much in the whole three-four thing. I mean, right. they're that's twenty-five percent of their defense. Right, right, right. I mean, that, that's even the principles are different. You know, you don't ask Alu right. Alu to take a center and walk him back and control both a gaps. Even you know, you yeah, don't ask Cam Hayward to do that stuff. They just don't do it like that anymore. So <laughs> good signing by the Steelers, a quality player. You can't, you can't have enough quality players. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Um, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that Minka Fitzpatrick deal. The defense as a whole, where's this thing heading? And, and I did want to touch on some stuff that Matt talked about there in the previous segment, in this first segment, regarding contracts around the league. We'll do all that when we come back right after this. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 